everybody, Dave Yost. And I'm Mandy Kowalski. And we are planning a wedding. Uh, welcome to the first full episode of Let's Plan a Wedding. We just picked that title because <laughs> I'm recording it. I'm going with it. Uh, yeah, we really didn't think about that before we started. No, we, okay, we well, whatever. It's a pretty good title. But we're running with it. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, we obviously put out our first intro episode, just giving you a little bit of background on us. And now we're actually going to start talking about the uh, individual topics for planning a wedding. So I think for us, the first thing we did was, or the first thing we really spent some time on was picking the venue. That's that's true, yeah. It was the biggest decision that we've made to this point, I think, was deciding where we were actually going to have our wedding. Well, and, and as it turned out, especially with, with what we did decide, I think that was a smart way to go because that decision made like 15 other decisions for us. I definitely think a good starting point is... Where are you having it? Yeah, because that's, I mean, it's going to wind up affecting a lot of other things that you either will have to do or won't have to do. So, I mean, I guess we, let's start off. We talk about uh, some of the, I mean, we didn't just pick one place and go with it. We kind of, we searched around. We sat down at a couple different places and um, had some good experiences and some not so good ones. Uh, basically, in, in, in fairness and to prevent us from, I don't know, getting some sort of cease and desist, I guess we can call out by name the good experiences uh, and we will create pseudonyms for the bad ones. I think that's the best way to do this. Uh, and just because it was a bad experience for us doesn't mean that's not what someone else is looking for. Yeah. And, and it's just a lot of it fair. was that's not what we were looking for. And when picking your venue... That is something, it's very unique to the couple. I mean, some couples would be very happy having a rustic style wedding in a barn. Dave would not like that. No, I would not. Uh, but yeah, so, you know, I think when... I When we first started, it was kind of... Like, we didn't do it very methodically. Uh, we had kind of a, a scattershot of suggestions from other people and just kind of went down those those rabbit holes and you know some we found out you know just uh you know we weren't going to be able to do some we found out we didn't want to do and some were very tempting and and by the end it came down to uh, two that you know were very close in contention with each other. So, I I think we probably could have sat down and really brainstormed generally what we were looking for, and then looked at a tighter shot group of of places like that. I don't know. I think the way we did it wasn't bad because again we weren't committed to one place. Mm-hmm. And we didn't know at the time exactly what it was we were looking for. Well, it certainly worked out. So, <laughs> like... I think looking at a couple different types of styles of places and different areas of places, I think, benefited us in the long run. Yeah. And, and I mean, we did, I guess, 
whether it was intentional or not, there was some degree of methodology in that if you look at the, the four big places we looked and a few of the other ones we just kind of, I guess, glanced at, uh, there is a nice... It winds up being a diverse selection on a couple different levels. Um, and, you know, we were able to see that there were some things that we wanted and some things we very much did not want. So I guess the, I think the first place we looked and yeah, we can call it out by name because it wasn't bad. It was just as it would turn out outside of our price range uh, was we looked at the Art Institute of Chicago. Uh, I, I had been told... Uh, by people that they had attended parties there, and it was very lovely. Mandy and I like going to the Art Institute. So, you know, there's a lot of potential there. And there were some definite plus sides to having a wedding there. Oh, yeah. It would have been a very grandiose affair. There, what was it, the Board of Trade Room? Yeah, well, they, they, they had a couple different rooms. We were kind of zeroing in on... Yeah, the Board of Trade or the Stock Exchange Room, it's this room kind of in, if, if you're familiar with the Art Institute of Chicago, it's kind of in the back, and it is a, 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 either a restoration or a recreation. I believe what the story behind it is, is it actually used to be in, on the trade room floor of a building in Chicago, circa maybe like I think 20s was, or 30s. Actually, I think it was like 1911. but Maybe it's older. Yeah, But, but in the, any the, case, old. they took the room and upon tearing down the building, rebuilt the room with all its original parts inside the Art Institute. Mm. And and I mean, this thing is, was gorgeous. We, it, it was a very cool concept. It would have made a very awesome theme for a wedding. Yeah. Which we could have done a lot of cool things with. Mm-hmm. But, as it turns out... Well, and, and oh, and uh, real quick, uh, so we had also just taken a look at, uh, they have like a, uh, like a sky deck kind of thing on the roof. I believe it's like a restaurant with a deck attached to it. Yeah, there's a restaurant and a deck, and um, we could have gotten that, as you know, we had taken a look at that to, to see... And I mean the the sky deck has a had a very nice view of the the city skyline. Again, not a bad option. Oh, it was beautiful. Uh, as, it would have made for some great landscape pictures with mm-hmm. beautiful backgrounds. Uh, now, as we found out, yeah, a little out of our price range. It was well out of our price range. And and again, I I say that not like not begrudging the art institute anything when when you look at what they're charging it all makes perfect sense for for what you're getting and for what it is so we were in order to have a a party there we were uh, any kind of party uh, there we were going to have to commit to $20,000 in food alone which uh, we'll talk about this on a later episode, but you know, Mandy and I knew from the start that, that we were going to have a relatively small guest list. Um, so getting the, the, the idea of getting either the number of guests or what we provided to the guests up to $20,000 was by itself ridiculous. Even if we had that money just sitting around. But again, if you're having a very large wedding where you do have to accommodate a large number of guests and feed them all, 
perhaps if, it, if, it's not if, so bad. If you're looking at pushing that $20,000 mark, regardless of where you go, just from the sheer number of people you're inviting, again, it's a great venue. It is a beautiful venue. Um, then there, there were also the additional... Oh, I'm sorry, you are going to say something. I was just going to say another thing to consider with the Art Institute is your guest list, because you are going to have drunk people around priceless pieces of art. <laughs> well, so. but but that does go to... There there were additional charges, and, and, and again, you know, I, 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 I don't say this you know as like a, oh my god how could they because when you think about it it does make sense like if we were having our wedding there on top of the 20,000 we'd have to spend on food there was a room charge that wasn't horrible no the room charge was relatively low yeah i forget what it was but it was like uh when when mandy got the information she came she told me the room charge first and she's like, oh, yeah, they said they are going to, uh, what was it, like $5,000? I think it was 5000 for the larger restaurant okay. with the, the deck and maybe like thirty five for the Board of Trade Room. Uh, uh, but, yeah, she said like, oh, yeah, the room charge is 5 And I'm like, wow, that's great. Like, we're getting married at the Art Institute. And then she told me about the food charge. And I was like, hmm, well... Um, but no, there were additional charges on top of it where, um, they, uh, they, they, we were going to have to pay for security guards. Which again, again, you're having drunk people around priceless pieces of art. Yeah. It's, it's an art museum first and a venue, a venue second. And so if you're going to have a big party where people are drinking, I totally get that they need to have security. They need to protect their their museum. <laughs> yeah. So and it would be a shame if something very priceless and unrecreatable got ruined because cousin Eddie had too much to drink and wandered into He, he, he went and, and peed on the Nighthawks. Right. Or or threw up on American <laughs> Gothic. Like again to- Nobody wants that. Totally understand. Uh then uh, they they were also gonna make us pay for a coat check. Because, which, which again makes sense because you're not allowed to have bags inside the Art Institute for very legitimate security reasons. And again, Cousin Eddie gets drunk and thinks it's funny to draw mustaches on priceless pieces of art. And now we're on the hook for yeah. Cousin Eddie drawing yeah. mustaches on priceless pieces of art. So, like, you know, for, for a venue, for the that venue being what it was, I. I, I, I guess I was initially surprised by how expensive they were quoting us, but the more you sit and think about it, the more it makes sense. The more you just kind of go, yeah, I guess it would cost that. Uh, so, yeah, so... Not a bad venue, just not the venue that we chose to go with. Yeah, well, plus, and, and we'll kind of get into this, was as we were comparing the the options for venues one of the big things that came up is is so you can kind of i i think if 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 you're listening to this podcast prior to planning your wedding and and want to take our experience as a as a guide uh you can start by breaking up the concept of where you want to have the wedding in into two big categories and they would be uh, standalone venue and hotel adjacent. 
and there's a lot of really nice standalone venues out there, but it winds up creating additional steps in your planning process. And sometimes additional costs. Yes. Um, and so the nice thing about what it, what it attracted us to the, the concept of, of what I guess we can call hotel adjacent venues is man does that simplify a lot of things you don't you know you're already at the hotel that your guests are going to be staying in so there's no transportation concerns like once they get to the hotel they're there uh and and you know especially for you know our wedding where it's all taking place under one roof but um yeah so you know, the Art Institute would have been nice on any number of levels, but... We'd still be looking at lodging and accommodation. That we we now have to arrange separately. Uh, which, you know, not the end of the world. Not... And again, it depends on the type of wedding you're having. If a lot of your guests are local and going home at the end of the day... Maybe you, you don't. don't need a hotel accommodation. If perhaps you're, you and your guests... Not big drinkers, so you're not doing a large bar parts of the wedding. Everybody's going to be sober at the end of the night. Hotel accommodations become, you know, less of a concern. For us, not so much the case. We really wanted to have something that would provide our guests the convenience of saying, I'm half in the bag at this point, I just have to go to my room. Well, and, and I know, especially my side... Of the guest list is a lot of people coming in from out of town, uh, some coming in from out of the country. Uh, so uh, accommodations were gonna be required for for like say a good chunk of, of my side of the wedding, um, and a pretty decent chunk of yours. I mean, especially with your cousin moving away and stuff like that. So. Some of them are coming in from out of state, but even a lot of the local people, they. They've said, you know, if I plan on drinking, I don't want to have to worry about going home. Well, and again, and the other thing is I think both sides of our wedding are, you know, not not drunks, but drinkers. Like, it's... They will capitalize on having a good time. Yes, they, they will take advantage of the open bar. So, you know, again, having, having it all under one roof becomes really convenient to, to that. Uh, so uh, and maybe just a little peace of mind for us because now we're not worried about oh let's I keep going back to imaginary cousin Eddie but (laughs) cousin Eddie's completely smashed he's trying to drive himself home now how am I going to feel if if he hurts someone or something happens to him on his way home that's that's a little bit of a black cloud that you really don't want hanging over so yeah so let's say with the Aside from the the, the cost limiting factors, the Art Institute did have a few things going against it. It had a lot going for it, um, but uh, and you know when it comes time for uh, wedding photographs, we may still try to sneak in there and get some uh, get some photos on the stairs. Uh, I figure it'll take them at least a minute to figure out what's going on and go to kick us out. Unless and, they're listening to this, and it, like, now they're on the lookout for us. I really doubt anyone at the Art Institute is listening to this podcast. And if they are, it's our special day. All we need is a minute. At the very least, I might go outside for the lions, though. Yeah. So uh, so then, I, I guess let's 
because uh, we uh, yeah we could go in chronological order, but let's let's stick with the standalone venue, uh, and and move on to our our next one, which we will uh, playfully call the Magic Castle. We will not be calling it by name. I did not have a pleasant experience at this venue. And, you know, I think this place, like, it's not bad. And, and it, again, if it's what you're looking for, it is exactly what you're looking for. It, it was not what we were looking for on, on a couple of levels. And, like I said, one, one of the big things was it, it started with the liability that it is a standalone venue. So before we even went out there and saw it and, and or really went and looked through their online uh, pricing and, and uh, options list, uh, which is something we should talk about. But let me finish this thought. Um, you know, this one already started off a little in, a little in the hole because if, if we went with them, uh, the we were going to wind up having to in in this for this place specifically find a hotel nearby to accommodate our guests, which there really weren't. There there there, there was a couple hotels that they were in conjunction with that we could have called that, but possibly would have provided us a hotel bus to transport well, people well and 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 also the the nearby thing because i think the closest hotel like straight line distance was like a super eight which was not gonna accommodate no. what we needed and then there was uh, you know bigger um i guess fancier hotels but i i want to say the the closest one of those was maybe five miles I want to say it was even farther. So, I think it would have been a good 20 to 25 minute car ride. Yeah. So like, you know, the, the problem that crops up with that is, okay, so if we pick this venue, we, we now have to make another arrangement with, with the, then the hotel. And then it creates the issue of, okay, <clears throat> how are we providing transport from the hotel to the venue and from the venue to the hotel. Because you can say, oh, well, people are, dr- are driving in so they can just drive. But that's kind of a, <laughs> it's, it's, it's kind of a bad hand wave answer because, again, one, I've got people flying in who may or may not have rental cars. And two, do you really want to invite a bunch of people to come get drunk at your wedding knowing that at some point they're going to have to figure out how they're getting from the venue back to their hotel. And I, we just really didn't want that. And again, honestly, I think where this place's bread and butter would be at is if you were having a small wedding to where you were having maybe less than 50 people. Yeah. Or if you were doing like a during the day lunchtime affair. Mm-hmm. And again, it would have been very suitable for those things. For what we wanted out of it, not so much. It would have not been our place. So I guess real, real quick before we get into the 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 meat of the magic castle, take a quick tangent off into uh, as we were looking at possible venues. 
it's our our kind of methodology that you know like this is this is both mandy and my first wedding so uh while we're doing a podcast on it we are experts on it only in that we are learning through our own experience and sharing that with you and so uh you know we we kind of you know stumbled through this a bit but i think you know we had a pretty good system where so pretty much any place you're going to go, and I do say pretty much because it's not all of them, uh, should have a, a pretty comprehensive price guide as part of their website. So before we went anywhere, we we were we would typically pull up the 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 wedding planning guide from their website that included the price structure, and we do an initial estimate. On, on based on what we're reading, based on our understanding of the costs that they're listing there, about how much do we think this is going to be. And then we, when we get to the place, we'd ask them to produce one and compare to see, you know, how close we are, or, you know, if there were a bunch of costs that uh, either weren't advertised or we just didn't notice. Um <clears throat> And, and, you know, it would give us kind of a sense of then the questions we wanted to ask to the rep from that particular venue. And that wound up working out pretty good. We'd usually wind up with two notebook pages of, of questions and or clarifications like, you know, I see this on, you know, this menu item is here, but I'm not sure how it, you know, is this an upcharge or is this not? Can we do this? Can we do that? And, and so we did the same thing and, uh, with the Magic Castle. And um, I know I was already a little iffy on it based on their, the contents of the website. Where it, it started to seem like uh, everything at this place was a la carte. And that's what I found we think that it ended up being yeah is they didn't really have a specific package and everything was separate costs which adds up to be quite pricey compared to getting a wedding package it's more work and it comes out to be right around the same amount of money well and part of me just yeah didn't like the idea especially because and again we're we had already uh spent time at the uh, talking to the venue that we wound up going with and they put on a very impressive presentation and um you know with that to compare it to uh like like i say looking at this where i mean if you wanted nicer chairs it costs extra well not even nicer chairs if you wanted to basically not have a folding chair uh, it was a little better than a folding chair but not by much um but yeah if you wanted again chairs that didn't look like conference room chairs uh it was an upcharge it was an upcharge if you wanted to then decorate those chairs which you kind of had to either in order to have make it look as nice as we wanted it to look we were either going to have to go for the most expensive chair. What were those called? The Shivani chairs. Yeah, the Shivani's, which 
I think they were they wanted to charge us like three dollars each. It was yeah, it was three dollars a chair, and if you wanted the standard chair with the chair covering on it, which did make it look a lot nicer. It did. But it was two dollars. And then it depending on the covering you wanted, it was more. If you wanted extra like sashes or anything to decorate the covering. Well you could also go up to a satin covering that that was slightly more again as we're going through this and and again it's not like i don't think this place is 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 like we said it's not a bad venue but for 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 our wedding for the the wedding we were looking we're looking to have i don't think it's a great one it was it seemed like it was either the case to where you had to be having a very small wedding or a very large wedding yeah. for it to be a lucrative venue. And 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 again there there are people for whom that a la carte style I think would be very beneficial. Just not us. Uh, because again it became this thing of okay, you know, uh, we were quickly racking up charges on things such as chair covers, bar table, styling, tablecloths, table table uh, centerpieces. Yeah, because that was the other, is the tables would come with a standard cloth, but again, you could upcharge that to a nicer material if you wanted bunting or... Um, yeah, if you wanted to decorate your head table or your sweetheart table, it was an extra charge. And, if, and again, having come from already having met with with the other venue where none of that was a thing it was like no of course it's all standard like that's just what we do uh it was a little like i i think if we had if we'd gone to the magic castle first not having known any better it wouldn't have been as like surprising but i think one of the largest concerns for me was the room they were trying to put us into well and, and then yeah so so we actually go to this place and we actually see the room and and again we'll kind of get into this more in a later episode but you know mandy and i have a fairly small relatively small guest list we're you know we're looking at about a about 100 people which i think it it seems that like most of these venues seem to think that 200 is a standard wedding. Uh, so we come up short on that. Uh, and, and so this place wanted to stick us uh, in, in a room that they felt would accommodate 100 people. I did not feel it would get, accommodate 100 people. I felt that the tables were too on top of each other. Oh, they the absolutely were. The dance floor was ridiculous. Yeah. I feel like our entire wedding party wouldn't even be able to fit on the dance floor at the same time for our wedding party dance. No, that I, again the the yeah the we we walked in and they had it set up for they they said it was set up to for I like I believe it was set up for like eighty people. Yeah, for like eighty, uh, and again the 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 chairs from each of the tables were. Uh, we're almost right up against each other. I don't know how you could have, like, scooted your chair out to stand up, because you'd be scooting right into the back of another chair, and set up for eighty people. The dance floor, you know, was this was, was 
It was probably like three by five feet. Yeah, and that's it was, not even an exaggeration. It was ludicrously it was probably small. Probably three by five feet. And 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 some of that wasn't helped either. That this one was on the this room was on the first floor, and and I'm pretty sure it was really intended to be like a restaurant, and so the the ceiling's incredibly low. Not like lower than normal for a room but lower than normal for a ballroom and so with the low ceiling and the room being as small as it was like there's no way would they'd be able to fit 20 more people than they had already set up the room for i don't see how they would have done it um, and so we, we did take a look. They had a, a room upstairs that which was, was very nice, which was very nice. It was designed for, or it, it was designed to accommodate 200. 200 was the minimum was the minimum. And, and that was the other part of the deal. Cause, cause again, we, you know, looking at even the, even with everything being an upcharge, we were still, you know, well within our price range with this place. We were. So <clears throat> our next question was when we saw the upstairs room was okay. How much would it be to just rent this room? Rent this room. Like, you know, uh, because again, we had already, you know, gone to other places where the deal was they that they wanted to put you into a room that would accommodate the number your number of guests. But if you wanted to pay them more, they were happy to put you into a larger room. Yeah, you basically have and to do just just a, a more significant room fee, and they'll let you have the bigger room. And here was my problem with the answer that they gave me: one, there is no flat rate for renting the room. I would have literally had to pay for a hundred more yeah. plates. Bas- I would the, have had to bought a hundred plates of food that I did not need. The the response was. Uh, you can have the bigger room if you pay for the number of plates required, which is 200. And and the thing I, I found, I, I know I found a little even more kind of like incredible was they were only going to prepare the number of plates for the number of guests we had. So even though we're paying for 200 plates of food, we're only getting 100. I don't know what we would have done with a hundred plates of food, but if I'm paying for it, you should give it to me. I would have went and brought it to a homeless shelter or a woman's shelter. Yeah, like we could have done something. Like here, with it. I've paid for this, but when we figured out the charge for that, it was like an extra seven thousand dollars. Yeah, it, it was, and and it wound up busting. Uh, like like I said, the lady that was walking us through there, she's very nice. Um, she sat down and and did a cost estimate for us that came in incredibly low. Uh, she was quoting us around nine thousand dollars, which you know that's you can't just say no to that. But once we started adding on all the extras, it it did go up because she up. she wasn't adding on the extras, and then you know we had decided like you, you can't look and I think there's another good good tip. Uh, for for anybody out there who's who's going or about to go through the same thing is when comparing venues you can't compare just the price you you have to compare what you get so like 
yes, we could have paid, you know, if you, if you look at, you know, what they were quoting us at the Magic Castle versus what they quoted us, um, at basically all the other, at, at all the other places, the Magic Castle wins because $9,000 is like, that's phenomenal for a wedding. Uh, the, but, you know, what you then have to factor into that and what we did when we finally put it on our spreadsheet was, okay, but what is it we're not getting uh, from this place that we would be getting for the other places and how much does that cost? So, you know, with the some of the other places we looked, the wedding packages included, uh, uh, you get a, the, the bridal suite for free for the, the married couple. Well, at the Magic Castle, we don't get that because it's not a hotel. So then we have to pay for that. So you have to tack that expense onto the $9,000 because, you know, we're still going to wind up having to pay for that. And and we wound up doing the, the final comparison, not for the first floor room, but for the second floor room, because the second floor room in size and decor decor was closer to what we were looking at at these other venues. So, uh, yeah, you, you really have to, it can't just be a question of raw cost. You, you have to look at, again, what it's really going to cost you. And, and, you know, one one venue to another are not necessarily exactly the same. Um and sometimes you have to adjust. And for I mean, that. everyone has their own budget they're working with. People sometimes do not have the amount of money budgeted to get these wedding packages or mm-hmm. these extravagant venues. And there are ways you can work around that. Yeah. But trying to cram your guests into a room to which they're going to then be uncomfortable and you are not going to get what you want out of it is maybe not the solution to that. Yeah. Perhaps at that point you're looking at outside venues where you can spread out a little bit more. Or, you know, like I said, it's I like rustic, he doesn't, <laughs> but there are a lot of very nice barnyard and barn settings Although, for rustic weddings. Uh, I do. I, I've got a friend right now who... Um, is also on the path to getting married, I think, uh, springtime. And uh, they were looking at uh, barns up in Wisconsin, and they're not as cheap as you'd like them to be. Some are, some aren't. Like, it depends he, on he the was, area and the venue. Yeah, he was saying they were, at least the ones that they were looking at, were really expensive. So, I, I, but again, you, you know, you, you can compare, you know, a, a barn and a hotel ballroom but you can't just compare those two prices because again you're getting two completely different things and then of course you get to like if both you and your spouse-to-be absolutely love the idea of a barn you both grew up on farms getting married in a in an old rustic barn is is exactly your aesthetic well then okay then that's that's what you want to go with um, so yeah, so, you know, again, I, I think it's safe to say, because we wound up joking about the Magic Castle later, that, uh, they were going to, you know, we, we ordered the chicken, but it was an upcharge for them to cook it. 
And my maid of honor actually asked if she should stop at one of the local resale stores and get silverware. Well, so that she could hand them out so that we didn't have to pay for forks. Like, we, 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 you'd get a fork, but if you wanted a knife, that's a, that's a dollar per guest. Uh, and it just literally got to be to that point to where I was just like, they're charging us for and, everything. And, you know, I, to, to the point really where I think if, if we had sat down and done, and I mean, we kind of did. But if we had sat down and, and really crunched the numbers on every upcharge, and it was still less than some of the other places we were looking, again, that, that, that idea of, of everything being a la carte just really put a bad taste in my mouth, like, right off the jump. And, you know, I... Maybe it's just laziness on my part. I, I don't know. Well, no, because I don't think it came out to be financially lucrative. It, it wasn't. It wasn't lucrative enough to make up for the shortfalls, especially again when you we we were we were looking at again having to to you know get our accommodations at at a hotel, get transportation because. Yes, technically we could just leave that up to our guests. Enough of our guests are local that we could kind of say, hand wavishly, oh, they'll figure it out. They they can carpool, but we didn't want to do that. Uh, and and you know I think that's that that's a, a that's a something we could do as a full topic for a later episode of, you know, planning your wedding not just as your special day, but really with with your guests in mind. These are these you are your to, your friends and family. You have to walk a fine line because yeah. it is your day, and it should be about what you and your significant other want. But there is a certain aspect of you are gathering all your closest friends, families, loved ones into a room to celebrate your day with you. Mm-hmm. So there is a certain amount of we do have to do some things that will make this less difficult for people who are coming to celebrate with us. We have to int- take into account grandma and grandpa. Uh, and again, we do. It's not like a, a that's not an eye rolling like, oh God, we got to figure out what grandma. No, we we love grandma and grandpa. <laughs> we want them. We want this to be convenient for them, uh, while again still falling into what we want as as a um, you know a, a, as our our day uh, so you know the the yeah so going back to what, what kind of got us on this so yeah the a la carte thing really turned me off and perhaps I was just mildly annoyed by the situation at that point well and then you get to the other thing of um, you know, going out to this place, the the building. So, as as our nickname for it suggests, this thing was a big castle-looking place, and the building itself was pretty nice-looking from the outside. It was. Um, but the surroundings were not that great. Y- y- I they they yeah you're if if you're looking at it, it's this very nice-looking you know castle place um the problem is when you turn 180 degrees and look away from it there's storefront yeah you're you you see it there there's a like a sitco (laughs) just and and thinking about 
things like wedding photos of you know we the 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 photos we're going to take of ourselves and and our wedding party and everything uh in this venue i think the concern was there's going to be this you know great shot of you you and me standing and kissing each other and you know years from now when people look at it they'll go oh wow i didn't know gas was 254 a gallon back then like because you're gonna see the sitco sign in the background and it's like oh well okay but they also i think lacked a little bit of professionalism and that may have just been my opinion but well, I, I will. A woman got my name wrong three times. Yeah, she was. She was very nice. She was, she was very, very nice. polite. She was very, you know, as helpful as she could have been. Uh, but but I and well, and I know one thing I bumped on was um, at the at the other venues we've gone to, we we had gone to and the venues we went to after. Um, again, we had done our own price estimate at home prior to even showing up. And we would ask them to do one again, so so we could get the 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 true price that that they're looking to charge us. And every other venue, the the coordinator hopped on their computer. They had a program specifically for this. They typed in a few details into the the spreadsheet or the program or whatever it was, and it spits out. Permuta- Very professional estimates. Yeah, permutations. And again, they could do it like, okay, well, this is if you go with this room with this meal package, and this is if you go with this room with this meal package and this bar package. And they, you know, we, you'd get five or six of these things because they can just, you know, change a few things in the program and it spits out a new cost estimate. Here, she did it on a piece of scratch paper, um, which, again, uh, you know, I'm sure she she was as thorough as she could think to be. But one of the things I liked about those those programs, is, or you know, however they were doing that at the other venues, was I felt very comfortable that the cost estimate we got truly contained every cost that was going to be involved. But their menu was great. Their menu was great. It really, like, again, I'm very, you know, sure in our choice to not have our wedding there. But if we ever needed to have, like, a, a dinner or something, uh, it would not be bad. It would not be a bad place to go. Well... That's two of the venues that we've uh, we took a look at. We'll be back next week uh, to talk about the the other two that that we really I, we we had looked at more. Maybe we'll touch on that, but the, you know we we really kind of we had a main four in the running. Yeah, and and wound up eliminating uh, options from there. So uh, yeah, uh, hopefully uh, you're enjoying the uh, podcast and. Uh, if you have any uh, comments, questions, uh, ideas that you want us to, to talk about in, in relation to the wedding, uh, feel free to hit us up on our Facebook group. And uh, 
We will see you next week. Oh, is that, I almost forgot. Be sure to rate and review the podcast on iTunes. Uh, let us know what you think. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you next week. Have a good night, everybody. <laughs>